from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pods moving in storage studios. It's the Ramsey Show, where America hangs out to have a conversation about your life and your money. I'm your host, Dave Ramsey. Jade Warshaw, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Open phones here at 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. Now, Jade, i got to tell you, in um, about 45 days, I've not heard myself in my head. It's a little weird. <laughs> it, is. it is weird. We've missed you around here. Well, I'm, I'm really happy to be back. I'm excited. Thank you guys for We're happy me. to have you back. Uh, uh, the ratings went up while I was gone, which is a bit disturbing, but I'm back anyway. So. <laughs> We're coming for you, Dave. I'm just kidding. <laughs> We're happy to have you back. I know everybody else is too. Open phones here if you want to talk about your life and your money. The phone number is 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. Kimberly is going to start off this hour in Seattle. Hi, Kimberly. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, Dave. Thank you for having me. Sure. How can Jade and I help? Um, Okay, so my question is, I have a 20-year-old daughter. Uh, This past year, before I was following your teachings, um, I assisted her with a down payment of 3% to purchase a home um, for stability reasons uh, in Kansas. And the payment is about 40% of her take-home pay. She does have a roommate, so, you know, the amounts are substantially lower. Um, But I'm wondering what my financial obligation is to her moving forward, since I did, quite honestly, pressure her into purchasing this house. Um, I'm I'm just wondering, what, what is my obligation? Why did you do that? I need to understand why you put her in such a precarious situation. She's at 40% with the requirement of a a roommate and you said you did it for stability purposes. Help me understand. Um, well, without, uh, without making it a long drawn out conversation, um, she did not have the best upbringing. So she has chosen to, um, make some of the same mistakes that I made. And, um, she gets herself into situations where she is uh, living with a boyfriend and dependent upon them, and then when the situation goes south, she ends up um, having to find a new place to live. And is the house and in your name or in her name? No, the house is in, it's in her name completely. And so she is her roommate, you know, based on Dave's teaching, she is a roommate, um, is her boyfriend. So, on, so some of the, have, uh, on some of the other life decisions, have you shared with her, hey, I did this thing and I, I was wrong, and I shouldn't have. I goofed up, and I, I wish you, for your sake, I wish you wouldn't do it. Have you shared that kind of stuff with her about those life decisions? Absolutely. Um, then this I is am another an alcoholic. I've then this is another one. I've been for 10 years. Yeah, then yes. this, this is another one. Kimberly, Kimberly, then this is another one. Okay. Your only obligation is to apologize. I okay. didn't. Ha- I I that. did this out of a good heart. I was trying to get you into a stable housing situation, so you didn't make some of these other relational mistakes. So I did it with good motivation. But since you did that, I have learned some things that I didn't know at the time. That's made me realize that it's put you in a different kind of instability, and I'm sorry for that. And I, you know, I'll coach you. I'll walk with you. And uh, if we don't, if you don't see your income come up 
pretty dramatically in the next couple of years to where that uh, percentage comes down, uh, then you probably ought to sell it. That's what I would tell her if she was my kid. Okay. But you don't have any financial obligation. Okay. Just tell her okay, if you can't if you can't get your helps. income up, I may have helped you make a mistake. I'm sorry for that. You may need to undo the mistake by selling the house if you can't get your income up. That's what I would tell her if she was mine. Okay. But you, you're signing oh. on, and I've got to help her pay payments because I feel guilty because I screwed up. No, no. She's a grown woman. She's 20 years old. She has the legal right to purchase a house. She had the legal right to tell you to uh, take a flying flop, and she didn't. Okay? She has these legal rights, and so she's an adult. She gets to make the call. And uh, granted, you had undue influence probably. I, I get what you're saying, and I don't disagree with you. But that does not make you financially, legally, morally, ethically obligated. But I would go to her and say, hey, I've learned some stuff like I did about other things I talked to you about. And this is the money part. And, you know, here's what we're doing. What does she do for a living? She works at a bank. Doing what? Um, I am not exactly sure what her title is. Do you have any idea what her career track looks ball. like? Is she going to see some pretty good income increases? Is she in a training program where income is going to go way up later? Um, I hope so, and um, I'm not. You have no clue. It. What's your relationship no. like with your daughter? Do you are you guys on a speaking regular basis? Does she? Do you get the feeling that she trusts you and that she values your input, or are things frayed? No, we're very close, okay. and she definitely trusts my input. Yeah, I would just say, listen, unless you see your income coming up. I may have led you into an instable situation when I was trying to help you stabilize. I goofed. So I just want to put you on a warning that you might, this might not be nirvana that you signed up for. And you, you know, if you don't get your income up, you may want to look at selling this within a year or two. You know, it's not the end of the world short term. She can make it. Uh, and with a roommate, she can certainly make it. But, um, you know, she went from being dependent on a boyfriend to now she's dependent on a roommate. So we're always, you know, because we're overstrapped and that's what we're doing. So you got a good heart, Kimberly. You're a good mom. You were trying, you're doing your best. We're all trying to figure this thing out as we go. And, um, uh, and then to the, for the rest of you out there to Jade's point, um, sometimes what the culture, whatever people are saying, whatever they said and I heard are mm -hmm. saying about money, they're all broke. So whatever they're saying, don't do it. And in a sense, that's what Kimberly did. She said, yep. everybody says her life will be better if she gets a house. Everybody says, no matter what you spend, if you get a four-year degree, even if it's in left-handed puppetry or German polka history, even if you get a useless freaking degree and you go $200,000 in debt, it's all going to be okay because education is important. Everybody says, everybody is stupid. So Everybody whatever, is broke. Yeah, whatever the culture is telling you, normal sucks. You do not want to be normal. Do not be conformed to this world. And that's, in a sense, Kimberly was trying to do the right thing. And no, not in a sense. She was trying to do the right thing. But she, the, the, the pattern or the uh, template she was using was that of a broke culture that that's says right, owning a home is always good for you. And owning a home is not good for you when you're broke. That's why they call them brokers. You get broker <laughs> and broker. This is The Ramsey Show.
I saw some recent financial statistics, and there was some pretty troubling news. When families were asked how long it would be before they faced financial hardship if a spouse died, nearly one-third said they'd be in trouble immediately. Another 44% said they'd be financially drained within six months. People, it does not have to be this way. Term life insurance plans are just plain cheap, and companies have made it even easier by not requiring exams in many cases. There really is no excuse to leave your family in this situation by not having life insurance. This is why I talk about Xander Insurance every day. They're committed to protecting families with the only products that I recommend. And their team keeps the entire process simple and affordable. Go to Xander.com for quick online pricing or call 800-356-4282. This has to be a priority. If your family is in this situation, you need to get this done. Jade Warshaw, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. I'm Dave Ramsey, your host. This is Common Sense for your dollars and cents. Common Sense is so rare in America today, it's like having a superpower. If you just stop and think, it will completely set you free. It's pretty amazing. Our question of the day today Today's question comes from Andre in the Ramsey Baby Steps community, which is a Facebook community of about, I don't know, half million, 700,000, so big bunch of folks over there. So our house needs a new furnace, oil tank, and water heater. They're all 40 years old. The hot water heater doesn't even work, and the other things work, but not for much longer. We want to sell the house next year, and I'm worried we won't get the money back. I know this is maintenance of a home, but in today's market, uh, can I view this as an investment, and will it help us sell the house to have all new essential items? Well, if I'm you, Andre, I at least want to get those things in working condition, because if I'm buying a house, I would like to know that there's a working water heater. I would like to know that there's working heat in a furnace. I'm not saying that you have to go in and spend top dollar, you know, at the top of your budget for all of these items, but it's not going to hurt you to have a working home before you put it on the market. That's what I would say. Yeah. And, and if you're using this as a justification to overspend on these items or to go deeply in debt, no, we're not going to go there. Right. But Make sure you pay cash. You had a problem before you sent this email. You don't have hot water. I mean, come on, really. <laughs> this is pretty basic stuff here uh, so yeah you need to fix your freaking hot water heater or replace it now i don't know about the furnace in the basement i don't know whether you've got the one from the uh, christmas story movie or what it is you've got down there but um but the thing i've learned is you can patch those things together most of the time and yeah what often happens is the heating and air person that comes actually wants to sell you a new unit rather than fix it and so they're really good at scaring you to death Oh, you're gonna, your family's all going to die. <laughs> this thing's going to blow up. Yeah, you get all this crap. Some, Not all of them. Obviously, there's some good heating and air people out there. We endorse good heating and air people <laughs> yeah. that are honest all over the nation. But, uh, but there is a, a bit of a problem in that community. So be careful with that. Don't overspend is the point. Well, something but, tells but me he doesn't that, have house, any money. Yeah, a house that doesn't have heat and air and hot water is not marketable. No. So you've got to fix it to sell it. And you should fix hot water to live in it, and you should have heat for the winter. I mean, this is 
pretty basic stuff. But what's what he's not saying here is is that I have a bid for twenty five thousand dollars and I want to go deeply in debt on a second mortgage and put it under air quotes of an investment. That's what it None is. None of Dave. that is in here, but I read every bit of it in there. Yeah, that's what it is. That's what it is. And I, I don't think he's got cash stacked up for this. If I'm guessing, this is something that he was hoping he could pull out I'm debt ge- or I'm a guessing loan. To he do. wouldn't have asked us. He wouldn't be taking cold showers if he had cash stacked. Yeah. That's my guess. I think you're right. Jacob's in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Hi, Jacob. How are you? Yeah, better than I deserve, Dave. How about you? Better than I deserve. What's up? Hey, so um, I just started following you guys, and me and my wife got married last year, and we uh, sold our house and moved to a, a less busy area that was actually cheaper, and so we came into kind of a windfall of money through that. So after our down payment and everything, and we have our, our six months reserve, we have about $60,000 in the bank we were looking to do something with. And uh, given my situation during college, I uh, qualified for the full $20,000 uh, relief package to the new Biden uh, student loan forgiveness. And obviously that's in limbo right now. So my question is, I have about $36,000 left in student loan debt. Should we just pay it off right now or should we wait to see what happens? Okay. Um, well, the thing I have figured out is over the years that, um, well, I, I mean, we just need to preface this, Jacob, with I'm old, okay? And I have seen yeah. a lot of promises that were going to fix my life come from Washington, D.C. Uh, the number of them that have materialized is approaching zero. Mm-hmm. And so my what I discovered a long time ago is is that people that wait on the government to fix their lives generally have lives that suck. Sure. And so I, okay. you know, have you noticed that this has been dragging out for like two and a half years now? Yeah. Yeah. And, and that, the, that uh, it's now before the Supreme Court, mm-hmm. which is when at what happened after it went to the circuit court, which is what happened after Biden went ahead and just did it. And it didn't work. Mm-hmm. And uh, the timing was always uh, suspect around the midterm elections and all of that. So I, I don't want to be um, Charlie Brown trying to kick the football with Biden Lucy holding it. <laughs> okay. If I'm you, I want to take control of my life. That So for that reason, I'm going to pay it off if I'm you. There's another reason if I'm you. But you would have to decide this reason. But if I'm there, that I would pay it mm-hmm. off. And it is that I actually borrowed the money. I owe it. Sure. There's that. Okay. That's a big that. That's that's not little. Right. That's a big one. Yeah. I guess my thought process was, obviously, the, the onus of the bills would be on the taxpayers, right? That mm-hmm. money has to come from somewhere. I mm-hmm. guess if I was already going to be paying higher taxes anyways, I might as well get the benefit. Yeah, well. and the guy that my- the guy that welded your car together that didn't go to college gets to pay your student loan mm-hmm. with his taxes. And teachers who make pennies have to pay it in taxes. It goes to everybody, not just you. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it's that's the thing. So you, you again, you do whatever you want. I'm, we're not going to argue with you about that. Uh, but you did call here and ask, so you're always going to get, you know, what we think, because that's the problem with this thing. It's what it's about. The show's about what we think. So, um, and, and, you know, I, Jade, there's a, a, a percentage of um, 
uh, idiots out there that are going <laughs> to they're going to be really, really upset and say we, we were shaming poor Jacob. Uh, we're not shaming poor Jacob. No, at all. Uh, I'm just telling you what I think. I think it's an, there's an ethical consideration, and if you think ethics is a, a form of shaming, then you are what is known as a child. Because where do you draw the line, Dave? Where do you draw the line? That's yeah. the question. I mean, there are government programs that are in place uh, that offer tax incentives. Mm-hmm. I take those. I don't pay any more in taxes than I need to. Mm-hmm. So is that unethical? No, that's in place. And I didn't promise to do something and then choose to let the government do it for me. That's right. I have not ever promised to do anything and then chose to let the government do it for me. But I've taken advantage of a lot of taxes, Mm -hmm, tax mm -hmm. breaks of all kinds, anything Mm -hmm. that is on the books and is legal. I hate taxes. So, um, but that, that is not an, that that there is a complete difference here is that I did not sign up and says, I owe this. Right. Now you take care of it. But you know, Dave, a lot of people on the other side of it, people will say, well, Dave, the student loan companies, they were predatory. They took advantage of me. They took advantage of absolutely me, an 18-year-old kid. Absolutely they talk, were. To, talk to that. They're absolute scum. They're absolute scum. And um, on that basis, if uh, we're going to be righteous and holy and forgive student loan debt, we should, by God, quit making the student Facts. loans. How can you keep making the student loans? And t- that's talk- in Tennessee, you, we call it talking out both sides of your head. Yeah, you, know? you, you can't solve a problem while simultaneously creating it. That's impossible. Not, not, not without calling that intellectual dishonesty. Right. So, yeah, I mean, that, which is what the definition of politics is. So there you go. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, so, I mean, Democrats, Republicans alike, that you guys up there, if you did anything on the Hill worth doing, it would be stop this program. That's right. Because you're destroying young lives with it. You're hurting way more people than you're helping with the yeah. student loan program. If you don't believe me, watch Borrowed Future and you'll see the predatory action. So, yeah, Jacob may have been taken advantage of yeah. in the sense that he was young, dumb, and naive like I was. Mm-hmm. And I did a lot of stupid butt stuff in college myself. So, um, think, on the flip side, if you I have gotta say student is, thank loans. God Twitter wasn't there when I was in college because I'd be canceled like long before it was even cool to cancel stuff. True that. But so. if you've got them, I had 280,000 of them. And you know what we did, Dave? You paid them. We paid them off. You and Big Sam. And you did that with like work and stuff imagine that this is the ramsey show so here's a quick math refresher there are only 24 hours in a day So your business needs to streamline tasks that are time suckers and focus on activities that make money. So to reduce headaches as they scale, smart businesses use NetSuite by Oracle, the number one cloud financial system. NetSuite helps you improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform. So join the more than 37,000 smart businesses like Ramsey Solutions that have done the math and graduated to NetSuite. And right now you can download NetSuite's KPI checklist absolutely free at netsuite.com slash Ramsey. That's netsuite.com slash Ramsey.
I'm Dave Ramsey, your host, Jade Warshaw. Ramsey personality is my co-host today. On the debt-free stage in the lobby of Ramsey Solutions, Scott and Rachel are here. Hey, guys, how are you? Good. Hey, doing well. Welcome, welcome. Where do you guys live? We're from Kingsport, Tennessee. Absolutely, just over the hill. Mm -hmm. Well, welcome to Nashville. Good to have you here to do a debt-free scream. How much did you pay off? Uh, 65K. All right, good for you. How long did that take? Um, 18 months. Good. And your range of income during that time? Uh, Between 60 and 70 up to ending at 105. Good for you. What do you all do for a living? I'm a dental assistant. Mm -hmm. And I, at the time, um, did real estate and um, was operations manager for a subsidiary of Summit Racing Mm -hmm. um, and has since taken a procurement role um, with a Fortune 500 company in Kingsport. Good for you. Very cool. Good. So that that explains the increase in income. Yes, and the um, the the side hustle, so to speak, with real estate. Okay, and that's been going good for you. Good mm-hmm. for you guys. What kind of debt was the sixty five thousand? Uh, we have a list here. Five <laughs> um, k on a camper um, impulse buy. Um, Forty five k in vehicles and fifteen k student loans. Mm. You had a lot of cars. Yeah. What'd you do with them? Um, just just hustled with the uh, the real estate side income and got it all uh, paid off. Paid them off. Yes. Yeah. Okay, because you were bathing in that. Yep. So tell me the story. What happened? What got you started on all this crazy Ramsey stuff? Uh, kind of the the beginnings were twenty twenty. Couple things going on. Um, I was unhappy in my career, and we were expecting um, our first child. Mm. And I also became licensed in, in real estate at the time. Just and, in time for the pandemic. Yeah. yeah you got great timing. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, had, and ended up switching you know, main roles as well. And then fast forward to the end of 2021, uh, that role was not going so well. You know, some, some night shift you know, wasn't uh, you know, nice for family life. So I ended up going back to my old employer for a small pay cut. And I remember having a conversation with Rachel um you know I almost refused to go back because of the pay cut um and we realized well it's not necessarily the the money we're making it's where it's all going that's right um and you know and there was a little bit in there you know she had aspirations to be a stay-at-home mom and um you know wasn't uh, really for her you know she tried for a bit um so then at the beginning of 2021, you know, it was conversation of, you know, hey, if you decided you want to do this, you know, I've got this real estate, you know, side income, let's let's get after it. Mm-hmm. Wow. So during this 18 months, what was the hardest part? What was the part that you just were like, ugh, I cannot wait until this this part of it is over. What was the hardest part? Um, Probably a couple of things. The second you know, job yeah uh, hours yeah you know, I, I know my son was you know a newborn um but and he didn't know i wasn't there but i did and um and my wife as well you mm-hmm. know there were days i would i would leave um you know my main job five six o'clock you know drive to a town an hour away to show home and you know i'm back home at nine or ten o'clock and mm, long days um, you know to give credit to my wife you know she she mentions at times that you know I, I was the one kind of hustling and 
getting after real estate, but I couldn't have done that without her support, you know, to put in those long days and, you know, take care of our son. How's it feel to be free? It's awesome. Awesome. Was it worth it? Yes. Definitely. So how you, how you going to buy the next car? Cash. Bingo. <laughs> Not for a while. Ding, 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 ding. How'd you That's get connected right. to us? Uh, when I went back to my previous employer, you know, I remember having that conversation with a, a confidant of mine there, you know, uh, you know, I hated to come back. I need, I needed that income and, you know, I had it calculated out, you know, I lost this amount per month and, you know, was kind of nerdy about it. And he said, Hey, you seem, you know, pretty dialed into this. Have you heard of Dave Ramsey? And, uh, of course, you know, sorry. I said, no. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, he gave me, uh, your book and then tuned in the podcast, Rachel and I, and the rest is history. There we go. Very cool. Very cool. What do you tell people the key to getting out of debt is? Sticking to it. Yep, that. And a budget. A budget. Budget. And, and for me, um, <clears throat> personally, um, you know, I had to really change the way I think about money. Um you know, not as a vehicle for, you know, things, but as a tool for, you know, my family to leave a legacy and to build a future. Ah, that's good. It's a good viewpoint. Well done. Good job, you guys. We're proud of you, man. Sure, right. Thank you. Man. Good Thank stuff. You. Good stuff. Hey, we've got the uh, Live and Give bundle for you. We always give it out to our debt-free screamers, the Baby Steps Millionaire's book, the Total Money Makeover book. Now, when you're talking to somebody, you can give it away. And Financial Peace University. Have you been through it? We have not. Oh, good. Wow. Take it. Take that and go through it. We got a, a membership for you, and uh, you ought to do that. That's great. Very, very cool. So proud of you guys. Who was your biggest cheerleaders, other than the two of you? Uh, you That's know, about we, it ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> we kind of we kind of played it close to the vest. You know, I had the colleague at work there, and um, it, it's funny. I may be misremembering. I don't think Rachel recalled, but. You know, when I started diving into your stuff, I think I recalled that our marriage counseling um, was actually taught, you know, had some lessons from mm-hmm. you. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Oh, your pre-marriage. Pre-marriage, yeah. 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 Okay. Um, That's possible, yeah. So, and I, I remembered, you know, connecting to those and, you know, things kind of came back and, you know, we just jumped on board. Very cool. Well, way to go, you two. Well done. Very well done. We're proud of you here. Thank you for making the trip over to do your debt-free scream. We appreciate it. Scott and Rachel, Kingsport, Tennessee, $65,000 paid off in 18 months, making 60 to 70, now to 105. That's the way it always works. Woo! Count it down. Let's hear a debt-free scream. Ready? Three, Three two, two, one. one. We're, We're debt-free. Debt free. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well done, well done, well done. Well, one of the things you'll find is that often, not with those guys, but often the people doing their debt-free screams have gone through Financial Peace University. Ten million people have now. That's not a couple. That's a bunch. And uh, making it probably, arguably, the largest financial class in current existence in America today. And... uh, the most successful by far in terms of the results that we get. We're flooded this time of year. You know, it's the end of January, and so your resolution may be a resolution by now. <laughs> um, it may be time to reset again and go, okay, all that bull crap. Now let's really do it. Let's really do it. So you can't wish 
for things to change unless you do something different. Get plugged into Financial Peace University. You'll learn the proven plan not only to get out of debt, but become a Baby Steps millionaire in the process. And be outrageously generous. Put yourself in a position that every time eggs go up, all these funny memes about eggs are funny memes. You got $3 million, you're not whining about eggs. I'm just saying. <laughs> so this is what you do. So check it out. We're offering Financial Peace University right now for $69.99 through the end of the month, which is just a couple of days. Uh, so get this limited time offer on FPU at RamseySolutions.com slash deal. And uh, how do they sign up for your class? Well, you can You're sign doing up. a virtual class, right? That's right. That's right, Dave. We're doing a class that starts March 1st. Uh, James will put that information on the screen. You can use the QR code to sign up. We'll put the link in the show notes. And hey, we're trying to pack this thing out. So if you are waiting to get started, if you've never done FPU before, this is your chance. If you were looking for inspiration, accountability, this is your chance to sign up. There are no more excuses. I will warn you, when I was doing small groups, people cried. <laughs> now, this is Jade doing the small group, Woo! and she looks sweet. I can make you shed a she tear. She looks pretty, but she's rather mean, I'll just tell you. <laughs> she's going to get on your stuff. If you don't mess, if you it's don't do it. It's just because I love you. It's all out of love. That's right. It's and all she love. loves to do it. This <laughs> is The Ramsey Show. Hey folks, Dave Ramsey here. There are moments in life we don't want to forget, like your kid's graduation or the once-in-a-lifetime trip. For the big moments, the everyday moments, and everything in between, every dollar is there to help you budget for all of it. It's the simple budgeting app that helps you plan, save, and spend for the important things. Budget for the life you really want, every moment of it. Download the app or check the link in the show notes to create your free account today, every dollar. Jade Warshaw, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today as we answer your questions about life and money. Brett is with us in Provo, Utah. Hi, Brett. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Oh, thanks, Dave. Thanks for having me on. Sure. What's up? Uh, so me and my family, we have been renting for the last year while paying off student loans. Uh, we paid off 115000 of student loans. Way to go. And, That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah, so we're at a point now where we're looking uh, to save up for a down payment on a house. Um and the house we would be looking to buy, it would take us about three years to, to get a down payment for that house. Um, but we're wondering if maybe it might just be smarter to wait another three years, so a total of six years, to pay for a house in cash. How much of a down payment are you doing in three years? 50%? Yeah, it's pretty much close to that. Yeah, houses are pretty How did you determine 50% as a down payment? Uh, just for the house we were looking at for no, like eight hundred thousand. And you you said you can do fifty percent of right. the house price in three years, right? Yes. 
four hundred thousand. Uh, three. Uh, yeah, I guess three fifty is what I was looking at. Yeah. Huh? Okay. And what do you make? Uh, two hundred and sixty. Way to go! Good for you. How old are you, Gus? Uh, I'm thirty two, and my wife is twenty nine. Okay. Well, this is one of the uh, maybe the only answer that I ever give here on the air that is um, not what I would do, but what is okay to do. Okay. What I do, the way I live my life for the last 30 plus years now, since I went broke is I don't borrow money Mm -hmm. period for anything ever. And so I have to figure out a way to cash flow it because there is nothing that I want badly enough or that I'm scared enough of to go in debt for it. I have been there, done that. I didn't like the T-shirt. I'm not doing it anymore, okay? Uh, I truly do believe that the Bible is telling the truth, that the borrower is slave to the lender, and I truly don't borrow money. And I do believe that that is the shortest path to wealth, by the way, okay? Uh, the, The starting few years is rough. Um, but the, the ending years are amazing. (laughs) So, uh, 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 now having said all of that, then it's the only advice we give here on the air that I don't personally follow. And that is if you take out a mortgage with a good, strong down payment, 50% is more than a good, strong, a good, strong down payment would be 10 or 15 or something like that. 20 would avoid PMI. That's good. And your payment on a 15 year fix is no more than a fourth of your take home pay. If you did that in your case, you could then pay that house off within six years. Right. Right. And if you could pay cash for it in six years, you could pay it off in six years. And obviously anyone who pays their home off in six years is way weird compared to the culture. (laughs) So you're, you're weird no matter where we are on this spectrum Yeah, and you're, and you're heading in the, in the, you you know, your, your face is under the column of smart people, no matter what we do on this spectrum. That's right. So either one of those is fine. So it's just a matter of, Some would call me a legalist. Some would call me a purist. uh, Some would just call me not a hypocrite, but um, (laughs) but that that I don't borrow. So you can do either by Ramsey guidelines anywhere in between those two things and be there. So you could put down 50%. You could put down 80%. You could put down 20% on a 15-year fix where the payment's no more than a fourth of your take-home pay, and it wouldn't be in this case, and then turn and pay it off as fast as you can. All of that is within our guidelines because we know that that's going to lead you to wealth. Brett, how old are you? I'm 32. Way 32. to go, man. Way to go. Amazing. Can, what do you do for a living? So I'm a nurse anesthetist. Ah, good. Very good. You're killing it, man. So, yeah. And, so proud and that of was you. where I was kind of having the, the question between the two, just because is, it, is there any measure on if it's harder for kids to move when they're older? That was kind of what we were going between two. I mean, I wouldn't want to wait. I wouldn't want to move in high school if that's what you're asking. I think that yeah, kids yeah, are yeah. very resilient. I think that by the time they, you know, once they put down roots, if you get into those high school years, it can be a little bit tough. But mm-hmm. I mean, you can recover from anything. But yeah, when they're how you have you've got kids now? How? So the oldest is seven. So uh-huh. seven, five, and three. Seven. They're all so right. She would be thirteen. You know, if we waited the full six years to, to pay. Well, for- and that's also assuming you get absolutely no increases in income. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah, true. 
good point. Which is weird because when I start saving towards something that I want really bad, what I'll do is work my butt off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my income goes up and, you know, I'm able to just attack it. And so right. my guess is that it won't take you as long as the math on a straight line without any increases in pay says. Okay, right. that you should have because your intensity will go up and your income will probably go up both mm-hmm. during this time. So it'll probably be four or five years. But same thing's true of paying the house off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you bought it and we're living in it. So uh, we're not going to yell at you for either one. Um, okay. uh, uh, I just love the options that you're looking at. I, yeah, I, I love all, that all, you're calling in here talking about 50% down or 100% down. That's a wonderful quandary to be in you've got options you got your head in the right place that's for sure and so again i truly do believe these principles and so i truly believe that if i live them i'm going to be the safest in the event of a pandemic i'm sitting in a building that's worth i don't know what's this thing worth now three or four (laughs) hundred three or four hundred million dollars and it's paid for and it's paid for and so nobody, I didn't have to worry during the pandemic that we couldn't make the payments here. Yeah. Okay. That allows this bald head to lay on a pillow and sleep. You know, <laughs> it just is a different world. Joe's in Greensboro, North Carolina. Hey, Joe, how are you? Hey, Dave. Hey, hey Jay. How are you? Uh, oh, great. Thank you so much for taking my call. Um, a question is, uh, I, I'm, I'm kind of, I own a business. My my father just passed away, so we're still navigating the situation. I'm sorry. How long uh, ago did he pass? Uh, New Year's. Oh. Sorry to hear that. And oh, thank you. And it's it's trying to get everything together, and I can't slow down. I'm you know got my foot to the pedal, trying to get this business in the right direction still, and recouping from losing him. He's mm. a vital part of it. But my main question is is well, we do have debt for the company. Um, I've been personally working on the baby steps for over a year now. I'm like on baby step three because uh, I got to attack my daughter's college because I neglected that for so long. Um, so now I'm, I'm torn between do I focus on the business debt or focus on my debt? You signed for the business debt. It's all your debt. I am. Legally, it's all personal debt. How much is it? 605. Six hundred and five thousand. Yes. Okay. What's the business making? What's your income? Uh, about five point five. Okay. Five point five million dollars top line. Yes. What are you netting? Uh, I couldn't. I couldn't tell you that off the top of my head. Okay. That's your next know. new job when you get off the phone is learn your numbers to run your business. Okay. You need to know what your numbers are. As an entree leader, I'm going to say small business to small business. You don't stay open if you don't learn your numbers and stay on them. You need to know what you're making all the time. That needs to be like top of mind. And it's not because you're money obsessed. It's because money's the scorecard that tells you the health of your business. It tells you whether you've got a disease inside there or not. Okay, so you've got to figure that out. What did you pay taxes on last year? What was your income tax filing on? How much money? I think it was like right at. 4.8 4.8 your personal income tax oh personal personal i'm sorry i was thinking about business um 100 okay your business did not make 4.8 million and you only personally made 100 something's wrong with your equation there. if you're making a profit of a million dollars a year 
just pay them both off and shut up. Okay, if you're making a profit of $100,000 a year, then you need to prioritize your debts at home and get rid of the small ones first, and then we'll work on the 605. And that's the way it is. But you need to figure out what your money you got to work with. You can't even tell us. That puts this hour of the Ramsey Show in the books. What's up, guys? It's Jade. If you love the show and want a deeper dive on your money journey, we have a weekly newsletter that gives you trending and helpful articles and tips on following the Ramsey way. Just go to RamseySolutions.com today to sign up for our newsletter. Again, that's RamseySolutions.com to sign up for our weekly newsletter. Hey, it's James, producer of The Ramsey Show. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services you heard about during this episode. Thanks for listening.